Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Charles, it's official. What? El Nino is underway. The World Meteorological Organisation has announced this week that it is coming back. The official El Nino, it means uh, record high temperatures, disruptive weather, basically we're in hell again. Yes, and in actual fact, we've got a bit of an academic report from the University of Leeds about the four main consequences of El Nino. Yep, the comedy is coming thick and fast today (laughs) after this. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so you might think that El Nino is just all bad news, right? Sure. But actually, it's just mainly bad news, but there is actually a few really good things about El Nino. Really? Because I must say, having worked a little bit in this field, um, you know, seriously, I just sort of think drought, bushfires, we're all going to hell. Yes. Basically, the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome Mm. is upon us whenever there's an El Nino. Yeah, and look, I think the thing to realise is it's it's bad. I mean, it's always bad. Sure. Everything's always terrible when it comes to things about climate. But what El Nino does is it sort of supercharges those and it creates these feedback loops that makes things even worse than the worstness that (laughs) had already been predicted. Yes, it's it's a sort of self-worsening system. And it should be noted as well that we've just come out of La Nina, which is the the wet one. So we haven't even had the period of normal. Normally you have a couple of years where things are okay and you don't have ridiculousness. But we've gone straight from basically massive flooding, if you recall, Mm. in Australia, to now drought and fires Mm. without, I mean, with a couple of months of whatever this winter is in between. Mm. Yeah, and look, um, I mean, at least the people of Lismore will be able to dry out their houses over the next couple of years. Well, unless they burn down. Oh, yeah, but they'll probably burn down, yes, that's true. Okay, so the first consequence is that uh, the fact that we're heading straight into an El Nino greatly increases the likelihood of exceeding 1.5 degrees above long-term norms, right? So, well, and, But not just that. It also means that people will blame it on the El Nino rather than on climate inaction. Yes, that's right. Mm. So we can, we can actually have more climate inaction as a result of being warmer because people can just blame on the wrong thing. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. it, it should be noted that as bad as human-powered uh, climate change has been, um, that, remember that giant fire, the Gospers Mountain fire that was something like 15 times the size of Singapore a couple of years ago? Yes. Yeah, that didn't help the climate much either. Yes, that's right. And so you've got to realise the, the last time the globe had a record temperature, it was in 2016, mm. right? And that was during the last El Nino, right? So, so what, gonna... yeah, the thing we had here with the, the fires in 2019 to 2020, that wasn't even an El Nino. No, no. That no. was, that was yep. just a fun bonus. Yep. That's right. So definitely, I mean, and the UN's already come out and said this, bit of a spoiler alert, mm. saying, look, over the next five years, almost certainly we're going to be averaging above 1.5 degrees, which is basically Armageddon. 
It's certainly goodbye to low-lying countries. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, so then as you you keep saying, the, the second consequence, according to the University of Leeds, is more heat, drought and fires in Australia. Now, this is, this is an ac- academic um, who's talking about the whole world, yes. right, and he's particularly saying the one thing that will really happen is Australia is fucked. Australia will yep. be in huge trouble. And this is bearing in mind even the, the massive wildfires we've had recently in America, in parts of Asia, even, mm. you know, even in Europe, huge, huge fires there, but Australia particularly yes. will be bad. Yep. Very bad. Okay, third uh, consequence is mm-hmm. not related to Australia, so you might want to just zone out yeah. at this part Whatever, it's a bit boring, which is it will massively slow the carbon uptake in South America. So South America is a massive carbon sink yeah. for the world, right? Well, we still have the Amazon rainforest. It's got the Amazon mm-hmm. rainforest, but it's got also a whole lot of other sort of forests yeah. and and you know, stuff that's going on. There's fishery, like there's a whole lot of plankton off the coast of Peru or something, whatever. Um, All those things basically, it just, El Nino changes the weather patterns in in a way that means that South America stops doing carbon, which actually then supercharges the rest of all the problems that are happening. Amazing. Yeah. So so what happens is, I'll just tell you the exact mechanism, the Amazon rainforest dries, vegetation growth slows, less CO2 is absorbed, and then then that gets repeated ad nauseum over and over again, and then that then has on-flowing consequences to Africa, India and uh, Australia. The, the tropical forests in Africa, India and Australia then also suffer from what starts over in oh, good. the Amazon. Yeah, yeah okay, so, yeah. wonderful. But then the fourth consequence of El Nino, and this is where the good news is, I, I decided to sort of keep the yeah, good news Yeah, you, you've end. certainly... S- Given us quite a lot of bad news on the way up mm. to this, to this one bit. Yeah. This is going to be need to be very good news, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it is actually, which is that Northern Europe is fucked. Oh, yes. So you have massively cold winters uh, in Northern Europe, uh, pushed by a, a jet. So normally there's a sort of jet stream that um, goes up the Atlantic mm. at, from the equator and makes Northern Europe essentially habitable. Yeah, right? sure. To the extent um, that it is. Yes. And El Nino uh, makes those pressure centres lose strength down in the equator. Oh, so the, the one little bit of warm air that makes Europe less terrible yes. won't happen. Uh, so a frosty 2023-2024 winter, that's the end of this year, yep. uh, is incredibly likely um, as El Nino ramps up. Um, and, yeah, so essentially what will happen is Europe will go back into needing fuck tons of gas from Russia to be able to basically not kill all its inhabitants. Oh, so we'll just have to say to Ukraine, I'm really sorry, you've got to take one for the team. Well, I'm take not... Take one for the continent. I'm not making any predictions, Dom, but yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, unless I we manage to roll out, I don't know, massive solar and wind projects in Europe in the next six months, maybe cover the entirety of, I don't mm. know, Germany with windmills. Well, I like the idea of covering the Sahara with the... Uh, with the solar panels. See another episode we did yeah. recently on that. That's yeah. MBS's big idea, the bone saw man from Saudi Arabia. Mm. So what this scientist <coughs> ends up saying, this is from the University of Leeds, is that it's essentially like a big jigsaw puzzle. Um, like the climate system is a big big jigsaw puzzle mm. um, and 
and everything fits in with everything else. And when you finish the jigsaw, the jigsaw it's basically a massive skull and crossbones yeah. and you're dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, I've got some good news for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not about Europe being in trouble. So, I mean, as we said, the World Meteorological Organization's called El Nino. Mm. In fact, a month ago, the US's very respected National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration, the NOAA, they said El Nino was there. Mm. You'll be glad to hear, Charles, the Bureau, Australia's own Bureau of Meteorology disagrees when oh, really? the rest of the world is going, El Nino's here, they're going, uh, no, not quite. So we're not, not just quite. climate deniers, we're weather deniers. They've got an El Nino alert, which is still one step away from a full El Nino. They say that the, the water temperatures aren't quite warm enough yet and uh, they call it, um, in Australia, you've got to, it's got to be more than 0.8 degrees uh, for the sea surface temperature no, uh, warmer than normal. In America, it's 0.5 degrees Celsius. So right. we've set the bar higher, meaning that there's no El Nino. So don't worry about it. Yes. Uh, if you're thinking of, um, let's say you're listening to this from a bush property and you're thinking, gosh, I really should get out of here. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't, don't wouldn't bother. bother. No, nah. just an alert. Just, yep. just keep an eye on things. You know? Yeah. If it seems to be getting a little bit hot, maybe there's no El Nino, but we wouldn't want to rush it. We yeah. wouldn't want to rush it here in Australia. Although maybe... Take the leaves out of your uh, out of your drains. Yeah, but um, don't worry. Just pile them up in bags near your doors. Yeah, <laughs> you plenty of notice. I'm yeah, sure. and maybe get the hose. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is ready to sort of, you know, spray a little bit of water onto the roof, but it wouldn't worry. There's one small thing, mm. uh, which is that historically, According to the Bureau, 70% of their El Nino alerts have transitioned into full El Ninos. Oh. So they're just sort of delaying yeah. the inevitable. Uh, it's also possible, Charles, that but another I, I thing- feel like there's a sort of metaphor there mm. for Australia's role in climate yeah. change. The fact that we're still the second biggest fossil fuel exporter in the, in oh, the world. We wouldn't want to- we wouldn't worry. If we stop doing that, someone else will just mm. do it. Do you think they're not? They've got a different definition of El Nino because then we'd actually have to do something about yep, you know, exporting all that coal. You know that we've opened two more coal mines in the last two months well, in Charles, Australia, if, I mean, if, if including a thermal, including a thermal coal mine, which is the whole fucking deal. But I mean, look, if the planet's getting hotter anyway, what's our coal mine going to do other yeah. than single-handedly contribute to <laughs> several points of a degree? Well, let's also talk though. Let's let's forget El Nino because that does seem like bad news. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk is. instead about the Indian Ocean Dipole. This is another major climate indicator for Australia. Oh yeah. And uh, off it's off WA, and it's a it's another thing that they monitor. And when there's a positive uh, IOD, Indian Ocean Dipole, it can suppress winter and spring rainfall over much of Australia. And it, when it uh, coincides with El Nino, uh, it can make El Nino even worse and make things even drier and even more parched. So Australia may have, and this, maybe that's what the person in Leeds was talking about, an even worse version of El Nino if combined with the IOD. And it's the IODs, I, I think, not looking so fabulous at the moment. So we could have a, a sort of, it's not just an El Nino, it's an El Nino with extra IOD source. Charles? I feel like we need to move somewhere else in the world, Dom. Like yeah, because I mean we could fix it, right? no, but too late. Too feels, much work. Feels and also you know I voted against climate change in the last election. That didn't seem to do anything. So 
you know, like I voted for action on climate change and why and well, I thought that they'd did you think, do did you, something. Did you think they'd do something? No, did you think? Oh, I know. bless. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. very sweet. I know. What what fool, possible indication have they given you? Fool, yeah. past they were going to fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me for the last thirty years. Shame on they me. They say the right things. <laughs> they certainly the sounds yes. that come out of their mouths yes. are, the, are the ones that are about climate action. It's probably in in the the party platform mm. somewhere. Doesn't mean you don't open thermal coal mines. What kind of what kind of rube are you, Firth? Well, we, so where should we go? Like, where what what do we do? Like, how, we can't escape it. We're good. <gasps> There's always Hobart. Hobart. Yes. I mean, Hobart might be habitable. It's pretty cold down there in winter still. Yeah. It might be all right. You know, have but you'd you have seen to that put up with all those fucking wankers at Noma. At, at, at Mona. Mona. Yeah, at Mona. It's possible. You know, I, I'm one of them when I go down there. You know that um, the Tasmanian government have had the most impressive tourism campaign this winter. It's basically come and see Tasmanian, but even more Tasmanian. It's like going, it's the max of Tasmania in the middle of winter. They're daring you to come down and, uh, and sort of put up with full Tasmania. But give it a, you know, in a year's time, it'll probably be balmy and blissful like Brisbane. Yep. In yeah. mid- midwinter. Oh, well, I mean, that's definitely what's happening. We'd That'd like, be a good option. See, well, the other place we could go is Singapore, Charles. It's very expensive. But you know what they're very good at? Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Air you conditioning. Got it. Uh, so much so that Lee Kuan Yew, uh, the, the founder, once said that the greatest invention in the history of humanity was air conditioning because it made Singapore possible. I don't think he was joking. I, I don't think joking was I think there's a metaphor in that as well. I think there's lots of metaphors going on. I, just the to be nerdy, I read an entire political science book about how air conditioning was a metaphor for his rule of Singapore. Yeah. Uh, temperature control and can no control and just, yeah. Control the people. Control That's right. The like, the cli- like the temperature. Exactly right. Control the political temperature. Not too hot, not too cold. That's right. There you go. So we go to Singapore. We couldn't do this anymore. We certainly couldn't no. comment on politics. No. But we that could, wouldn't go down well. We could comment on the weather. We could comment on the weather. We could just, as, as long as it was good news. We could work in financial services. That's the thing to do. You yeah. just don't worry about this stuff and just, just work in money. Yes, you work in money so you can afford a bigger air conditioner because yeah, right. you'll need one each year. And uh, while you do that, admittedly, more and more emissions are coming out, but uh, someone else can worry about that. Yeah. You're, you're nice and cool and blissful. Yeah. The farmers in the Amazon can worry about that. Oh, they don't have air conditioning. Are you kidding me? They can't afford that. Our gear is from Rode. We are part of the Iconoclast Network and um, Lifeline is 131114. <laughs> it's 131114. Get you tomorrow. Why do people listen to this depressing <laughs> podcast? At least we're honest about how bad things are.